إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا أنه من يهده من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وكشف الغمة وتركنا على المحجة البيضاء اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا وحبيبنا وقدوتنا محمد بن عبد الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله اتقوا الله والتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله قبير بما تعملون In the name of Allah the beneficent, the compassionate, the merciful I bear witness that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah, the creator and sustainer of the heavens and the earth. And I bear witness that Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is his final messenger. My dear brothers, my dear sisters, I begin my khutbah by asking a very simple question that pertains so much to our reality and our day-to-day struggles and issues and whether we have the capacity and the ability to see what is beyond ourselves. So I ask you at the beginning, do you know how many people around you, people you know, your family, spouse, child, friends, co-workers, neighbors, do you know how many of those are really hurting? Do you know how many of those are starving? Starving as someone starving for food when they're hungry. For your approval, do you know how many of those, and you'll be amazed, are really broken and hurting so profoundly that they're just waiting for you to lift them with a word of an encouragement? Do you know how many of those people that could be so close to you who cannot get up in the morning or get up with lots of willpower and force despite that gravity to pull them back because of mistakes they have made and they have yet to find you or others around them willing to just say it's okay, it's okay, and I forgive you for this, you will be amazed, brothers and sisters, how many of those people surround us that are waiting for us to look at them with that gaze of care and the willingness to overlook their mistakes and to be a source of healing for them. Let me ask you, brothers and sisters, do you remember a time in your life and how often do these things happen when we have made mistakes? When we were discouraged, when we felt that we're, we're literally so broken, that we're just desperate for someone to give us a word of encouragement. We experienced it ourselves. Do you remember that time? And do you remember how it felt when someone gave you that smile? They gave you that vote of confidence in you, saying to you it's okay, or extended their hand and hugged you and embraced you, and it just lifted your spirit? My dear brothers and sisters, this is the very core and essence of our faith. You cannot be closer to Allah Azza wa Jal. You cannot be closer to Allah Azza wa Jal than in those moments when you're able to heal someone who's around you, who's desperate for just a gesture of care from you. And that word of encouragement that can lift their souls. Or for you to say to them, it is okay. What you've done is okay. There is hope for you in this future. And Allah Azza wa will continue and all the poor decisions that you've made. And how many of those around us 
I can go on and on telling your brothers and sisters that perhaps all of us are hurting and all of us are walking with incredible amount of pain. And you know what the journey of Islam is about? Cultivating those hearts and spirits that can heal and see the need of others to heal. To understand this is the most essential core need of a human being, to be lifted, to believe in themselves, to be forgiven and given an opportunity. I want to ask you today, how many of us, instead of doing this, are busy with just looking for people to encourage us, to forgive us, and we forget about others? How many of us are busy judging everyone around us? Looking at them through that lens of the mistakes they've made. And almost can't wait to catch that mistake. Tragically, we're doing this with the dearest of people to us. Who are looking, who have no other place to have that hope except through us. We catch those mistakes in our children, in our spouses, and we start beating up on them. Reminding them day and night. Stripping them of any hope, any opportunity to be restored. Judges of human beings. Judges of our families. And we feel good perhaps when we do this. Putting others down so that we have this feeling of, of being good. Not understanding, we just broke hearts and souls. That perhaps this very act, we have no idea what the implications of it are. Do you know that these very acts, the unwillingness to forgive someone to overlook their mistakes, especially when they're willing to recover and get better, or when we write them off, literally writing them off because of things that they've done in their past, or because of poor decisions. You know what we're doing right now? I've seen it day and night. People abandoning the faith altogether. People giving up on everything because nobody is willing to give them an opportunity. This is very dangerous, brothers and sisters. We're literally driving people away from faith, from Allah Himself. Can you imagine standing before Allah Azza wa Jal? Having that in our history, in our record, that I'm the reason why someone gave up, or perhaps has committed even suicide, and you'll be amazed. You might be thinking or saying, this is so far-fetched, Brother Tariq. It isn't. I've seen it, brothers and sisters. I've seen people being so broken and given up on everything because of the way in which they were treated by those closest to them because of their harshness and cruelty and their inability to empathize with them. And see that, you know what, just as you and I need that compassion and care and need that gesture of, of acceptance from someone and approval for someone, each and every one of our around us, every person around us needs it. How about treating others the way we want to be treated? But there is this lack of ability to see someone else, to put ourselves in their shoes. Our job is not to be judges. Your job and my job, every single moment, every single day, if we understood what this faith is about, and if we were impacted by the very prayer we're about to perform, if we really are impacted by it, and if we really understand who Allah is, then your job and my job, your mission and my mission every single day is to find those around us. Look deep inside of their hearts. Lift those who are fallen. Somebody falling, lift them up. Those who are broken, to heal them. That's your job and my job. Those who are crying and have tears, go out of your way, leave everything behind and go wipe their tears. 
with incredible goodwill and care for them. If you're able to do this day in and day, day, day out, congratulations to you. You've been chosen by Allah. Those who are in da'a by Allah, they're given incredibly big hearts that understand that this is at the heart of our faith. And this is the prophetic way, the way of Prophet Muhammad <coughs> This is your mission and my mission, brothers and sisters. And right now, many of us might not believe that we have the power to do this. And we might be thinking that others don't deserve it from us, right? We can't constantly cast judgment that such and such doesn't deserve this, right? We have no idea. We are not in position to do this. Allah is the judge. But Allah is commanding me and you not to look at the inside of anybody, but to literally raise to lift them up before it's too late. And that for that act alone, you're going to be among the closest to Allah. You're chosen. You're blessed by Allah Azza wa Jal. And you know what's amazing? What's amazing is that Allah wired you and me to heal instantly. And wired you and me with incredible potential and capacities to heal others. Right now. Right now, many of us might not be believing this. But you know what Allah assures you of? That right now, you're like a container. Container of infinite goodness. Right now. Right now, you're a container filled with goodness from Allah. Allah endowed you with it. When He first created Adam, He endowed him with seeds of greatness. Literally a blessing through the Spirit of Allah being breathed into him. Such that he carried the seeds of those qualities that resemble Allah's qualities. That's what distinguished a human being. Right now you have those seeds. You're full of encouragement that you can dispense to others. Right now. You're full of the capacity to smile right now. You're full of the ability to restore people around you right now. Right now your hand has healing. Right now it can touch someone tap on their backs. Right now, our muscles and our faces have the ability to smile with sincerity and an intention to make somebody feel good right now. Right now, within your voice and my voice, and you know about voices, when somebody's rebuking you, how that sounds. It hurts so much. But right now, you can be looking at somebody square, looking them in the eye with eyes that say, I care for you. Right now, you have it. And your voice has that tone right now to be able to lift someone and encourage them. How often do we squander those capacities? We want them, we want others to dispense them to us, but we're holding back. We deprive others that are closest to us of this. Not understanding we could be praying day and night, and if we're deprived of this, we're deprived of all goodness. We're deprived of all goodness. If you and I understand this, are self-aware, conscious of this and really are willing to really become healers this is a command from Allah not from me this is what Allah designed us for if you want to be a healer there's something a requirement that is not easy to acquire it requires self-awareness it requires an effort it requires a will every day to think it you have to be able and willing to exchange places with those who are hurting when you're talking to somebody in front of you, all we're thinking about is ourselves. The focus is me, my pain, my hurt. And I want you to give me good things. I want you to lift me. I want you to listen to me. How often are we able to transport ourselves into the center of somebody else's life right now when I'm talking to you, that I'm able to listen attentively to you and hear your pain? That capacity is enormous. 
If you're blessed with it, say Alhamdulillah. You're on your way. Allah is happy with you. Allah is happy with you. And Allah has shaped your heart to be that way, but it's not something that cannot be acquired. You have to be willing to trade places and empathize. And how lacking is the quality of empathy in the Muslim community. You know what empathy is? To feel someone's pain. To put yourself in their place. To say, you know what? If I'm in pain, I need healing. This person desperately needs it. My duty right now is not to judge them, not to judge my child and cast you know, uh, uh, condemnation on them right now. They need me to encourage them to wipe away those tears that they have. Even those that are not visible, lift them up and encourage them. Make them believe in themselves. Right now, that's my duty. And that's what Allah requires me to do, but I need to exchange places. See myself as that child. See myself as my wife, as my husband, as my father, as my mother, as my friend, as my co-worker. How often do we judge those who are, addi who are addicted? Drugs, smoking, name it. We judge them right away. Not understanding their pain and how desperate they are for us to lift them, to make them believe that they can change their lives. To take them perhaps to someone who can help them out. Spend time on it, but you know what's, what's difficult? We put conditions. We say, you know what, my time is precious. I'm not willing to be inconvenienced for somebody else's life. I want to ask you today, how many of us are willing to be inconvenienced? That you're willing to miss a meal with your family because somebody's crying. You know that they're crying. They need you. You go call them. You go leave your house. You go check on them. And, and as you're sitting with your family, you're hearing their voice in your head. How many of us are willing to skip a workout, a leisurely time, to go console a broken family, struggling couple, to say this matters, I need to be in their lives. This is my, what, is, what I'm summoned to right now. Right now I need to do it, and I'm willing to inconvenience myself, not just when I have the time. No, when I have something to do that is important, I'm willing to give it up. That is what I'm talking about. Most of us are willing to do things only when we have time. Only when we feel like it. And we're bothered when people ask for help. And they're not willing, brothers and sisters, to take ourselves out of, the, out of our busy lives and say, you know what? Someone else's life matters. My neighbor, my coworker, somebody who's really broken, needs me right now. And I'm willing to travel across town to go to them. You're blessed if you're able to do this. You're blessed if you're able to do this. Time and again, we see this emphasis in our faithfulness. Time and again, we hear Allah speaking to us, saying, oh, let even accept your prayer as in one hadith. Except if you're merciful. Except if you see somebody poor and take care of them. Except if you see somebody crying and you show them that compassion and give them a sense of hope. We see this time and again. <coughs> we hear the Prophet ﷺ telling us, Al-Khalq Allah that the creation of Allah are his dependents. The creation of Allah includes not just human beings, not just those who disbelieve in Allah. It includes also the animal and the insect. Can you imagine having a heart that sees all the creation of Allah as deserving of your time and of your attention, of your healing power that Allah has instilled in you, of your smile, of your attentive ear? that you understand their pain, that you're willing to empathize every creature of Allah. And the Prophet says, the closest of you to Allah, the best of you to Allah, are the best.
to his creation without an exception. He didn't put any exceptions in the hadith. None. None. That right now you can even look at your cat or, or an ant and do that with, and you're lifted in the heavens. Who wants to see this faith as such? And understands that the very worship we perform is to make you a human being who has, who possesses this ability. But how often are we failing ourselves? And we're waiting, or we're not even bothering to think about this. We dismiss it. It's just another thing. I share with you a beautiful story from our tradition, as told to us by Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu To tell you what our faith is concerned with and how much hope is important. For those whose past have been nullified by mistakes and poor decisions. We hear the man, and all of us know the story, yet we have difficulty applying it. Right now, applying it with our children and our families, those closest to us. The man who killed 99. Can you imagine killing 99 people? Compare those to the mistakes that we remind others of. Oh, you messed up on your test. We beat our children for messing up academically because we want them to grow up in a specific mold. We put this kind of fixed format that they have to follow in life. And there they not make mistakes. We take it personal. And we don't give them the room to grow and learn, just as you and I needed room to grow and learn when we were kids. Do you remember the time when you made a mistake and your father hit you? Or yelled at you or your mother? That didn't feel very good, did it? Guess what we're doing? We never learn. We're doing it with our children. Stunting their growth. Hurting them. The world is hurting them and we're hurting them. And we're going to face the consequences of this. A man who killed 99, can you imagine killing 99 people? What should we say? You're doomed. If we were the judges of this human being, oh, he's in hellfire. Oh, instantly. Thank God we're not the judges on the Day of Judgment. Thank God, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, it's Allah. And uh, the asked the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Oh Prophet of Allah, who is the judge on the Day of Judgment? He said, Allah. He said, Alhamdulillah, Allah Akbar. He started to make the kabir. He said, what's up with you? He said, Alhamdulillah, Allah is so merciful. Meaning, thank God it's not another human being. It's not my wife or husband or my child. They would send me to hellfire. If they know about my intentions, my heart, what I've done. This is an understanding. This man, brothers and sisters, never gives up. A thought comes to me. Can you imagine giving up on yourself over something petty or trivial? This man is still having hope. Like, you know, I killed 99, but maybe I have a chance. I'm interested in changing my life. He asked the people of the town, what should I do? They say, go to such and such, uh, you know, uh, uh, imam or sheikh, right? He goes to him and he says, you know, here's my story, I killed 99. The man looks at him and says, you're doomed. There's no chance for you, you're done. He's, he's, he's applying what he thinks are the rules of sharia on him, right? What does this man do? He gets upset. He says, you're not giving me a chance. He kills him. That's his way of dealing with it. The interesting thing is, this, you know, he just heard a condemnation that you're going to hellfire. He gets upset and reacts by killing him. You know what he thinks next? Let me go find out if I have a chance. After killing the hundredth, and goes still searches. One thought is moving him. Maybe someone will give me away. And he finds somebody who's wise. And he tells him, God, I'll leave your town. Put yourself in a new environment. And he tells him about a town where he's going to find good people and a wise man will show him the way. He undertakes a journey, traveling. But what happens? In the middle of the way, he dies. Oops. He never got to the destination. And it's reported in the hadith 
that Allah sends down the angels. But guess who comes down? The angels of wrath and the angels of mercy. The angels of wrath and the angels of mercy. And they argue over him. Who takes him? The angels of mercy to Jannah? Or the angels of wrath to hellfire? And it is reported in the hadith that Allah settled it. Allah wanted to teach us a lesson. Allah could have easily just sent down the angels of mercy, but He wants to teach us a lesson. That they needed to measure the distance where this man is and the distance to the town from which he came and the distance to the town where he was headed. And whichever is closest determines which angels take him. If he's closer to the town that he was going to, angels of mercy take him. And if he's closer to the town that he came from, angels of wrath take him. What does Allah do according to the hadith? Allah shrinks the earth. Because he was closer to the town from which he came. To make him closer to the town that he was headed to. And the angels of mercy take him. Why is Allah doing this? To show you what his quality is. Al-Wasi'ah. One of the names of Allah. Al-Wasi'ah. Vast. You're not willing to give, forgive yourself for something. Allah will keep forgiving you for it. Allah is bigger than any mistakes we have made. As long as we're willing to change and learn. Not to just repeat and take advantage. No, 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 that's not faith. Faith is about growth and learning. And Allah, if He sees this sincere intent in our hearts, He's willing to let go of anything. But how often are we willing to do this, brothers and sisters? We ask Allah to make us among those who heal others, who wipe the tears, who lift the broken, and heal those who are hurting. <laughs> الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الخلق وسيد المسلمين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. We really have no idea what the impact that we can have on this earth is if we begin to be among those who are healing, just as Allah is the healer, the one who restores. His name amongst His name is Al-Wasi, the vast, but also Al-Jabbar, the one who restores and heals anything that is broken. Allah wants to heal broken hearts, and if He uses you to do this. You're blessed by Allah Now we're walking in a path that resembles the incredible path that Allah sent the prophets on <coughs> to heal others and wipe away their tears. Give them hope so that they can see Allah. If we're harsh with people, people will not see Allah. I ask you today, do people find hope when they see you? Do they feel inspired? Do they feel lifted? Do they come to you for encouragement? Or do they shrink away from you because they know what's going to come out of your mouth? A word that destroys the heart and the soul, that puts down, that discourages, that strips hope. Which of them are we? Look at the power in this story, what Allah can do to you. And Imam uh, Malik, Malik of Dinar specifically, and he was a man who recovered from a horrible past. You can look up his story. He was like a criminal, but Allah gave him hope and changed his life. So he learned the lesson experientially. It is reported that one day he was walking in the streets, and what does he found? find? A drunkard. Somebody, apparently he was drunk and just felt unconscious, on the side of the street, left for the dead, broken. And it happened that because of the alcohol he was drinking, foam was coming out of his mouth, on the street. What does he do? Think about it to yourself, you see a drunkard. Somebody who's looking insane. How often do we look at them with disgust, dismissed them and think we're better than them, we're cleaner. We have faith, look at them, right? And we feel good, we feel righteous, self-righteous. What does he do? 
he says, according to the story, he looked at his mouth, and his mouth was saying, Allah, Allah. And he was so moved and touched, brothers and sisters. He said, I couldn't even tolerate the thought that this man is in pain, and that this mouth that is mentioning Allah's name has foam in it from this alcohol. So he lifted him, cleaned his mouth with his own hands, and lifted him up. He couldn't walk, and took him to the masjid after cleaning him, and left him in the care of those in the masjid. Look at the inconvenience, right? Look at his heart moving. This is faith. What happens next? They take care of him. And it is reported that that same night, this man, when he awakened, he said, what happened? They said, you know what? Such and such happened to, to you, and you're on the street. And you know who helped you out, who cared for you, who brought you here? Al-Imam Malik, Ibn Dinar. The man was so moved by this. He cried tears, and his life began to change. He found hope and inspiration in this. That someone cared for me, I'm nothing, right? Someone cared for me this much? It was his path to return to Allah through the hands of a man whose life was changed because somebody gave him hope. Few days later, this man starts coming to the masjid, praying day and night. His life is transformed, and it is reported that Al-Imam Malik had a dream one night in which Allah Azzawajal spoke to him, and he said, O oh Malik, just as you have cleaned that mouth out of love for me and for my sake, we've cleaned this man's heart for you. We've cleaned this man's heart for you. He awakened from his dream and he headed to the masjid. And who does he find there? He forgot how he looked. He found this man praying and crying. After he was done, Imam Malik was enchanted. So he went to him and he said, who are you? I don't know you. The man looks at him and he recognizes him. And he says, I'm the man whose life was changed through your hands, who found Allah through you, that Allah sent to change my life. Brothers and sisters, this is powerful. Powerful. This is what faith is about. And I ask you at the, at the end, how many of us are still not able to see the pain and the hurt in our families, those who are walking around you, those who are crying without you seeing the tears, who need your presence to lift them up, to encourage them, to overlook their mistakes and encourage them to learn and grow and give them that opportunity to learn and grow. That you yourself can become their miracle. You know when you find someone, a human being, who accepted you and you're like, ah, I remember that person. How about you becoming that person for someone? A miracle that changed their lives. We need to come with a consciousness and a willingness and a declaration, brothers and sisters. Declaration to Allah and to ourselves that I need to change my life. The people around me need me, and I have the power and the capacity to do it. You know, brothers and sisters, I feel like saying, you and I should be saying, you know what? If you come near me, you better get ready. You're going to be encouraged. Whenever you come near me, you're going to be encouraged. You can come to me and tell me about all of your mistakes. I'm going to remind you every time, Allah is so merciful and bigger than your mistakes. That you can come to me right now and tell me I messed up, I've made so many poor decisions, and look at my life right now. And I'm going to remind you of the power of the Most High who can now set you straight on a path to your destination to trust in Allah and understand that Allah can change your life. And you can come to me right now with infinite addictions. And I'll remind you of the power of the one who can break those addictions. Who will take you? Right now, this is what healing is about and what dispensing good is all about day in and day out. Every single opportunity we have. The sooner we get to this, 
the sooner we can attain Allah's blessings. And wallahi, you'll heal yourself. When you heal others, you'll find the joy in your heart. Because Allah now is working your heart and He's going to lift you up. And will send you people to wipe your tears when you need it. And to encourage you when you're discouraged. Hasn't the time come from us, brothers and sisters? Don't we see this in the life of Prophet Muhammad who tells us, go find it, an orphan. If you're struggling with, with caring for others, find an orphan and wipe on their head. It'll soften you. Heal them. Wipe their tears. It'll transform your life. This is the message of our beloved. Let us ask Allah Let us raise our hands before it is too late because people are broken, brothers and sisters. And we'll not be sending away from Allah Azzawajal. Oh Allah, oh Allah, you are the most compassionate. You are the most merciful, Ya Allah. You are the one who heals the hearts and the souls, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, grant us the ability to heal those around us, Ya Allah. Allow us, Ya Allah, to be among those who lift the fallen, who heal the broken, who wipe the tears, Ya Allah. Allow us to be a source of compassion and mercy for our families and neighbors and communities, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, transform our hearts and soften them with your remembrance, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, allow us to have to be among those who have empathy and sympathy for those who are around us, Ya Allah. Amen. To allow ourselves, Ya Allah, to be inconvenienced in the struggle of lifting those who are around Amen. us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, allow us to be among those who sacrifice for your sake, Ya Allah. Amen. Ya Allah, make us a means through which people will find you, Ya Allah. Amen. A means through which Allah people will find your light, Ya Allah. A means through which people will get to Jannah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, allow us to be among those who gloss over and overlook the mistakes of others. And not to be among those who judge others, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, have mercy on us. And have mercy on our children, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, have mercy on our community and our masjid. Allahumma ameen. 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 رحماء يا رب السماوات والأرض وارحمنا برحمة تغنينا بها عن رحمة من سوى صلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين